Hello, welcome to the Health to Vitality podcast, where we stop trying to be healthy and empower ourselves to create vitality. I'm your host, Matthew Labosco. To, in this episode, I have one of my most favorite people in the entire world, uh, my partner in crime, the person that without none of this would be possible. And uh, yes, you guessed it, uh, my wife, Eve. And in this episode, Eve and I share our story. Um, a very condensed version of our 22-year journey together of navigating our own challenges with health, the health model, the deep dives we've taken in fitness and, and rehabilitation, nutrition, systemic issues, uh, personal development. We went deep in all three of those, and, and we're going to share a little bit about that journey with you here in this episode and really kind of the origin, this is the origin uh, episode where we kind of really tell you kind of how how we created the vitality paradigm. Uh, so this will be, this will definitely be first of many discussions even I will have here on the Health to Vitality podcast. Um, so look forward to those coming. Uh, but for now, enjoy the origin story of Matt and Eve. So babe, we made it. Made it what? where? I don't know. We're 22 years. <laughs> we've we've uh, we've arrived where we are today. It's pretty crazy. So obviously today's sharing a little bit about our journey of 22 years uh-huh. and how many moves is it? 17, 18? You know what? I was going to actually track this before we started and I forgot, but I think it's around 17 or 18. That's what I thought. Together. Way more That's... than that for me. Yes, True. True. Since we've been since we've been together, it's been about seventeen or eighteen moves over twenty two years together. It's a lot. That's a lot. So we 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 wanted to take the time to just share our journey a little bit, um, and how we got where we are, and a little bit about ourselves, how we met, and um, just share that with uh, with our peeps. Does that sound good? Yeah. Let's share. I mean, I know there's a lot of a lot of your journey in your book coming out, but we thought we'd take a few minutes to just share a little bit more personally about you and I and how we met and what we've created together. Yeah. Including this podcast right now. Yeah, exactly. Totally. (laughs) And I, I, I do I must say that I feel like I've been sharing this with people lately that I feel like the journey that we set off on together 22 years ago, I feel like we're finally arrived where we intended 22 years ago. I don't think we thought it was going to go and look the way it went, but uh, it definitely all played its role. And I just couldn't be more excited and happy about where we are today and where we're headed next. Yeah, definitely not. I don't think we had 17 moves planned. (laughs) No. I think when we left New Jersey, we're originally from New Jersey, we moved down to Florida and we thought we'd be here. Yeah. And we, and we were, were all about nine place. months, right? And then we left. Yeah. <laughs> but let's start on really what I think started our whole relationship off was what was one of my best moves ever. Um, I'm afraid I, to know what you're going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. Come on, man. I mean, you know exactly the move. 
I may have a different version of well, this. Well, well, I, hear me out. Let's, hear me let's out. Let's see what your version is. Go ahead. I meticulously planned to almost break my ankle playing basketball by myself in the gym that we worked at together where we met. And uh, you came to my rescue and nurtured me back to health. Like that was really when I think our relationship, we were friends before that, but I think that's where things started to go in a different direction. Don't you think? Yeah, maybe. Like my, my plan worked perfectly. Come on. Um, yeah. So we met in a gym in New Jersey. We were both personal trainers at the time. Um, Matt sprained his ankle and I took him to the emergency room. Yeah. And then we just hit it off from there. Yeah. And we've just always had just a lot of the same thoughts and what we wanted to create and do. And I don't know. It's been, well, we've just been on a journey since that moment. Yeah. I think the, the line that Including I think more sprained ankles. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. There was a few, like when we were moving, I sprained my ankle and you had to unload the whole truck by yourself, but we don't have to talk about that. Um, but what, one thing I do think became a common theme for each of us with our own personal health journeys was I think one of the things we'd always find ourselves saying to each other is there's gotta be another way, right? There's gotta be another way, right? I mean, obviously we were doing things. Yeah. That was not getting us where we wanted to go. Exactly. We were doing all of the mainstream things. Exactly. And still not seeing the results we wanted for ourselves. Exactly. And for me, it was definitely started with the orthopedic stuff, right? And again, I go into this in my book a lot, but just surgery, surgery, surgery. I think officially there was three or four surgeries and three or four that were offered to me that I turned down. And you know, you and I both took a deep dive into fitness and health and wellness, and we got certifications. We're in the gym. We're just constantly getting educated. And like you said, executing. Yeah, I think it's safe to say we both followed the medical model and the fitness recommendations and all the things that we, the classes and studies that we did. And I mean, we worked out <laughs> religiously together and, uh, it wasn't producing the kind of results we were looking for. I mean, for sure, me, like I said, orthopedically, I think it was more manifested with all my injuries. And so that's where my journey started. But I know for you, there was other things that um, kind of reared reared their, their, their ugly head, so to speak, with a lot of the, the traditional way of, of, of trying to be healthy. I mean, I, I mean, I know if one of the things and I'd love for you to talk a little bit about this uh, as you know, when I met you, you were pretty much vegetarian. If not, I don't think. No, you I was yeah, 100% you were, vegetarian. Yeah. yeah. And so I'd love to love for you to share a little bit about why you were a vegetarian. And I don't know if you remember the first time I got you to eat meat. I don't. <laughs> you don't? All right. Well, no, we'll I, I was actually just thinking the other day that um, during our wedding, when everybody else was eating like amazing ribeye or whatever we had, they had a special vegetarian dinner made for me. Uh-huh. I just totally popped into my memory the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, I still wasn't eating meat then. Yeah. Yeah. So what, so what were the reasons at that time anyway, would you say? I mean, the reasons for me were pretty simple. I mean, as a kid, I grew up with a million animals. I, I always had um, 
just, I mean, you can ask my mom. I had cats, I had kittens, I had rats, I had hedgehogs, I had mice, I had dogs. Um, and I really just loved animals. And when I started to, you know, make the connection and see the cruelty that was happening to the animals, um, I kind of short circuited, you know, like I just didn't want to be a part of what was happening and the cruelty that was happening to them. Mm. Um, and at the time, I didn't really know there was another option or another way. I didn't know anything about sustainable farming practices or anything like that. I mean, I think I was 14 or 15. There wasn't really much back then to teach anybody about those types of farming practices. All I saw were, were, you know, the commercials with animals being killed in inhumane places, shoved in little cages. And I just didn't want to be a part of that because my bedroom was a zoo. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. So what, what, I mean, so obviously you were a vegetarian from around 14 years old until I met you and you were what, how old were you when we met? 20? Yeah. 19? I mean, so uh, I became a vegetarian around 14 or 15 and I was a vegetarian probably up until right after we got married. So really right after our wedding is when I started to introduce meat again uh, back into my diet. And the very first thing that I introduced back in, this is my memory. I don't know if yours is the same, but it was a burger. It was a burger. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know why I remember being at a Yankee baseball game with you. Does this ring a bell? No. No. <laughs> no. This is what happens when you're together for 22 years. Yeah. And I, and I, I've kind of sworn you got a hot dog for the first time in like forever. Not that I that probably is, did. Yeah. That, but that, that not that that's thing. a great idea for <laughs> the introduction of, <laughs> of good, sustainable, Processed healthy meat. meat. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it was early in our journey, but yeah. 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 You have to have a Yankee and, hot dog. It was just part of the yeah. deal. I think that was all yeah. it was too. And the journey back into me eating meat, um, was a few more years of education of the quality of meat and where it was coming from. Sure. I think the first time that I actually introduced Matt meat back in was just because I felt so terrible and just, I was so deficient in, in everything. And then when I, I started that. to consume it again, I just felt better. Yeah. And so specifically, if you, if you, if you don't mind sharing, like some of the things you had challenges with, I mean, I know at the beginning of our relationship, I think it was when we, when we got married well, we lived together before we got married. So it was when we mm -hmm. really started to, you know, spend a lot of time each other. I mean, there was a lot of things going on. I mean, I had all my orthopedic stuff and, you know, there were things that you were struggling with um, that I, my perception is that's really what tipped the scale to, Hey, it's time to, it's time to eat some meat, try to yeah. try, or at least try something different. Right. I mean, what yeah. were some of the things that, you know, you were struggling? So with? it's funny because I saw this meme the other day and it, it was, you know, you know, somebody in the doctor's office, like, tell me all the things that are going on with you. And that they have the picture of the body and the person just put a circle all around the whole entire body. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought that's so accurate. And I used to say, like, when I would go into the doctor's office and they would say, you know, what's going oh, wow. on, I could just check off all the boxes. Um, some of the things that were going on is I just full body aches all day long. My body just felt sensitive to touch. I would bruise easy, um, cysts on my ovaries, um, just really awful, irregular periods, um, awful 
teeth issues that young. I had teeth that just crumbled in when the dentist went to check them. Like the teeth literally just crumpled, cysts in my jaws growing under the teeth. Um, so I had to have some teeth pulled back then. Um, and gosh, emergency room visits. That's right. I don't know if you remember taking the emergency room visits, I'd have awful stomach pains. I'd get awful pains in my shoulders. And there was never anything that could find that was wrong with me. Like I would be doubled over in pain and there was literally nothing on their test that they could find was wrong with me. Yeah. So that was frustrating. They would say, just go home and, you know, take some Pepsi or something. (laughs) (laughs) Take some Pepsi. This is so helpful. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I know the, 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 urinary tract infections. I remember those. Yeah. I mean, gosh, I mean, I, I could write up an entire list, urinary tract infections all the time. I would get colds and flus nonstop. My body was just not recovering. Um, I feel like in the afternoon, like I'd have to take like a three hour nap. I didn't feel rested all the time. Hmm. And yeah, I just started to ask like, what is going on? Well, the funniest, the, the funny, the ironic thing about it is we could not have been following more of a quote unquote healthy lifestyle, right? Like when you would look and you're an incredible cook, um, definitely one of the ways you got to my heart was through my stomach, as they say, right? But like we were eating, you made food for us constantly. And it was all kind of on paper. You would look at what we were eating and you would say, you can't eat healthier than that. Greens and beans and, and salmon and vegetables. And right. I mean, salads, almost some of the most incredible salads that you would make. You made that one, or I think it was a Oriental chicken salad. Like when, when I, when we were in the, when I was, when we went to the emergency room, my ankle, I was like, Whoa, man, this is an amazing, but like we, we we ate really well and we had direct access to you know the medical model my parents as as some know were you know my dad's an obgyn for god's sakes and and my mom's a nurse practitioner wickedly capable uh professionals and we had direct access to that you know information and treatment and and the thing that i know that was super frustrating and again, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it was like the only answers they had for you for a lot of this stuff was changing your pill. You know, um, I think yeah, at one point they put pill. you right. At one point they even put you on Prozac, didn't they? Uh, Prozac and um, what's the one for anxiety? What's the pill for anxiety? Oh, Xanax. Um, Xanax. Yep. Yeah, I went in having some kind of panic attacks and just feeling anxiety all the time, and I literally was asked two questions in the office, you know, there was, there was no questions asked about what I was eating or lifestyle or anything. It was just like, Oh, you have stress, you have anxiety. Here's, here's two things to start taking right away. Yeah. I I just remember, I don't even think you were on them for that long, but to get off of them, I remember how brutal it was. Well, what I did was not what you're supposed to do. (laughs) True. Good point. (laughs) I, you know, once I started reading, starting to learn to read the inserts for things. And I was like, well, not only do I not feel better on these, but they want to increase the amount I'm taking. And so I started to research them and I was like, wow, these have some really nasty side effects and you're supposed to titter off of them, right? Like go off and wean slowly. And I just, one day took them and just threw it in the garbage. I do remember and, that. <laughs> yeah. 
for months afterwards, I had severe withdrawal symptoms and felt terrible yeah. as the stuff was coming out of my system. Yeah, it was real bad. I remember that. That was in Queens. Yeah. That was when we lived in Queens, right? No, no, that was California. Oh, was it? Oh, I think yeah, that, that was when we first moved to California. When, you, when we took you to the, the emergency room. That was when many it, emergency yes, room visits. Queens, yeah. <laughs> does, you're right, though. It's 22 years. It's it confusing. But yeah, this was yeah. in California. Yeah. And then just to speak to when you were talking about how we were, you know, following things, how they were being told then, right, which we know now so many things were so backwards. I remember going to get my one of my first nutrition certifications. Yeah. And at the time I was a vegetarian and it was still very much, um, you know, in the fitness model you know, all about bodybuilding and the workouts that went with that. And everything that I was taught there was eat tons of lean protein, tons of chicken and all the veggies that you want. So that was the information that I got as I started to wean from being a vegetarian was just to go into this other way of eating, which was not super helpful either, even though I did feel better yeah. starting to eat more proteins. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it was it, it it was a move in a in the right direction, but it definitely wasn't the answer, right? And I think in California is when when we really met some of our, I mean, incredible nutrition mentors. Um, I and I wrote a little bit about this in the book, so I'm not going to go into it too much. But you know, I met um, Dodie Anderson, who was at the time working for the metabolic typing um, education program, and um, I remember telling her about my hand, my nerve, because I was going through this wicked nerve uh, problem with my elbow and my ulnar nerve and my hand. And at a time I couldn't even write. Remember that? Like I literally, this is when I was yeah. doing body work with Lenny and I, at a time I couldn't do body work anymore. It was kind of a scary time, right? Yeah. Like, well, that's my livelihood. I guess it's time to like find something else to do here, Matt. And so I remember taking the metabolic typing and was super impressed with Dodie and 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 just some of the information she was bringing into the curriculum that I highlighted with her. And she's like, it's so interesting that you're highlighting that information is what you perceive to be most valuable here because that's all things I've been putting into the program that I've been learning from Dr. Ray Pete, right? Um, so if some of you who may have read my book, I talk a lot about Dr. Pete, but he was a basically a independent scientist, I call him a nutritional scientist. And, and when Dodi was sharing with me some of his research and, and the magical thing I heard him say, she said was, yeah, he really just focuses on how to optimize cellular energy and, and improve recovery and, and regeneration of the body. And, and when she said that to me, I was like, oh my God, that just does, that just makes so much sense. Like what's the purpose of eating? It's, oh, to maximize cellular energy production and help with recovery and regeneration. And, and it's like, okay, so we shouldn't be talking about what should I eat to lose weight? We shouldn't be talking about what should I eat to lower my cholesterol or what do I eat to da, 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 da. And so it was really fascinating because when we started to talk with them, they're like, and this is also when you had those cysts. And I remember every time you went to the OBGYN went and it was always like, Oh God, what are they going to tell her now? And you know what I mean? That was <laughs> yeah. super stressful, right? It is very stressful. Yeah. And I just remember her saying, Oh, we're going to be able to help you guys. No problem. And I'm just like, you are crazy. Like, do you understand what we're dealing with here? Like, this is way more complicated than eat more vegetables. Right. Cause that's all I expected. Anybody oh, just eat more healthy. It's like, we've done the healthy thing. It ain't working. 
Um, and she, she really took us under her wing. Um, and, um, you know, changed the way we saw everything when it came to nutrition. Right. Um, and I, and I know some of the first things that she, she did with both of us, but I definitely know there was a focus with you and some of that stuff was, you know, body temperature, right. Which was kind of an interesting concept. Like we're taking our body temperature to measure our vitality. Um, and you know, the, the symptoms, the big six symptoms that we talk about in the book, like that's all influenced by Dodie and Ray. And, and I know you, Eve, you have taken a, I mean, I took a deep dive back then. I would drive down to San Diego once a week and study with Dodie all day long and just like, tell me everything, you know. Um, and we actually wrote a book together, right? The nutrition for life manual. It's somewhere. Oh, I have it right here. Let me see. Yeah, let me see yeah. it. I was looking to see if I had one. <laughs> Got it yeah, right on so my desk. For those of you that are watching this on uh, video, <laughs> this there's thing. our nutrition for life manual. Yeah, that, we need we need to edit this a bit. It's a yeah, little yeah. large. Well, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, I just that was a game changer for us, um, learning from her and and implementing some of the things. But what were, what would you say some of the the big the key things that that you that you, that we learned from her that you would say had the biggest impact on you know, taking your, taking your health vitality to a whole nother level? Um, I think some of the biggest things that I learned from her and from Ray is, um, well, actually I can think of an article that comes to mind. One of his articles that really stuck out to me was called who defines food. Oh yeah, that's right. And he talks about where a lot of the recommendations came from and why people are recommending the things they're recommending and what they were based on the history of why things were being recommended. And that for me was so eye opening because it had me start asking questions about when I'm eating things, you know, who, who decided that this was something that I should be eating? (laughs) Who made this recommendation? Where did this recommendation come from? Because for a long time, we were being told to eat vegetable oil and canola oil because that was healthy, right? Crisco, that rec- Chris- Crisco yeah, Crisco. Yeah. So where did that recommendation come from? So it was no different looking at all the other foods, you know, um, vegetables, fruits, all of those things. And that was the biggest takeaway for me was to start asking myself, where did these recommendations come from? Don't just listen blindly to what I'm being told on some food pyramid, right? Which we know now is so backwards. But start to ask where these recommendations came from in the first place. You know, same with like the bodybuilders diet. Who decided that eating, you know, 400 grams of protein a day from chicken and just sweet potatoes was the best thing to do? Well, where did that come from? Yeah, I mean, I think it's such a great question to ask. And, you know, I think we have to really ask what's the objective, right? Because if if we're just trying to, quote unquote, look good naked, as, as I think about it, right. Just get shredded, look good with your shirt off or in a, in a bathing suit. Well, there are certain ways of eating that can, that can hit that mark but where, where I think it got a little, you know, backwards is when those things trickled into, this is the healthy way to do things. Right. And that's where it, it and I love how you put that ask why, who's recommending this number one. And then the second question is, what's the objective that they're trying to accomplish by recommending this? Because if you go, if you want to be a bodybuilder, there is definitely a way to eat that will hit that mark. And yeah, that you should eat that way. If you want to pose on stage, like no question, but where we have to be 
but where we have to distinguish between that's not necessarily healthy, right? I mean, I, I know people that compete in the fitness and, and bodybuilding and, and Lenny, my, one my mentor that I like my most influential mentor, he was Mr. Connecticut. Like the guy like was the epitome of, of, of bodybuilding. And he, I'll never forget what he told me. He said, Matt, when I was winning those, those, those contests, it was probably the most unhealthy I've ever, I've ever been. Right. And so it's, it, 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 it's, this is one of the classic things that, that people will ask us all the time. Right. It's really like people will say, Hey, Matt, is this a good thing to eat? Is this a good exercise? It's like, well, I can't answer that unless you tell me what you're trying to accomplish. Right. And so two things that are so important is who's recommending this. I love how you said that. And also what's the objective here? Because if I'm, if I'm looking to, to, to experience vitality in the body, then a lot of these quote unquote healthy recommendations will never produce that. And so I'd love to talk about some of the, the changes you made in your diet that had oh, the greatest goodness. impact <laughs> because there were some, so, some relatively simple, but majorly impactful things. Yeah. Majorly impactful. I mean, you know, number one, coming from being a vegetarian to including animal proteins again, it was one of the biggest changes for me. Um, I think that at the time that I was transitioning from that, I also got very lucky because at the same time I was learning about the quality. So I didn't just transition from being a vegetarian to, you know, milk that's bought in the grocery store. We were able to get raw milk from the farm. We started to learn about grass fed meat. So I was very lucky in that regard that I got to transition to those better types of meat and dairy. Um, But without question, I would say when I saw my health most dramatically improve was when I added those two things back in Mm -hmm. um, and they all fall, fall under the animal protein umbrella. Right. And there, so, and the other big animal protein too, that was like bone broth. Think, yeah. Like that, <laughs> we had the bone broth going. Yes. I have almost every day. And I know at one yes. point we were selling it to our clients cause you couldn't get yeah, it. I had a bone broth business. Yeah. I was making uh, ridiculous amounts. <laughs> I had a freezer in the garage and it was just quarts and quarts of bone broth that I was selling to people that definitely um, was something that we started incorporating into our diet right away. That also helped to heal and calm down my system. And for you as well, Huge. you would bring a Stanley mug to work. Every that was day. like have 48 ounces or something <laughs> ridiculous. Yes, yeah. And you would sip it all day long. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. So Amazing. definitely adding the bone broth in, um, was, was huge to start to just heal my body. Yeah. And then and regenerate and repair. Exactly. And so, and then the, the things that were eliminated that we would, that there was a lot of things we were eating and supplements we were taking that we also were told to literally do, don't even, don't even breathe when they're around, like just go as far away from these. Like they were really like Dodie and Ray were like, were really teaching us like, these are the most dangerous foods you can eat eating. And it, and it, yeah. and it really shocked us because they were literally, some of them were the, the health foods that we've been told to take. They still so, are. I, I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, they still are. I mean, we have come a long way where when we first started incorporating certain things like the bone broth, coconut oil, right? 20 years ago. Coconut oil, 20 years ago as our main fat source and butter, 
and people were telling us we were going to die because of the saturated fat. You know, they I were horrified. Yeah, I don't. I think I probably told you this, but there, I had some lady come up to me once. This is twenty years ago, and said, "Matt, you better be careful recommending coconut oil to butter people because you can get in big trouble. Because when these people have heart problems, like you're going to be liable for that." Like I remember I that. Do remember right? that? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Then, no, we were we were definitely starting to say things that were not the norm yet. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad that I see now that people are becoming so much more aware of the dangers of the polyunsaturated fats. Well, let's talk about much... that. Let's talk about polyunsaturates. No, I'd love you to talk about it because that's one of the things I really wanted to, 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 for you. Oh, to... well, as a vegetarian, my diet was mostly polyunsaturated fats. So, well, so the polyunsaturated example, are fats yeah. are, um, so a lot of the vegetarian, we'll talk about the whole foods first in a vegetarian diet and then some of the other things. But most food that I could buy that was, say, packaged as a vegetarian was all made with soybean oil, canola oil, any kind of, you know, fake cheese was really just made from some kind of vegetable oil, right? Um, and then the foods that I was eating, I was primarily eating a diet of beans, seeds, nuts, and all of those things fall into the polyunsaturated fat category. And I was having terrible digestive problems the whole entire time I was a vegetarian. I never had a breakout in my life until I went onto a vegetarian diet and then my skin went crazy. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the polyunsaturated fats, I I don't know. And I'll, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this because I don't know if I've ever actually asked you this, but it seems like the biggest impact uh, the, the one thing we did that had the biggest impact on our diet, on our health and wellness, and one of the greatest things we've seen when people make this adjustment, they ha- has the greatest impact is the elimination of these polyunsaturated fats at this high volume, right? Like, I, I mean, we used to eat all that stuff, right? And yeah. and we used to supplement with fish oils and flaxseed oil and and all these these oils, you know, and I know that's a real touchy subject uh, with that, but I mean, I remember I used to work with, I used to go to a, a strength coach named Charles Poliquin. He was one of the top uh, strength coaches uh, in the world. And he would tell us how to like make post-workout shakes. And I'll never forget this. This is before we met Dodie and Ray. This is before we knew about polyunsaturates, but it sticks in my head. And he would talk about putting flaxseed oil in your shake. But he said this thing that was really interesting. He said, just make sure you don't put the flaxseed oil in the shake and then blend it. You want to put the flaxseed oil in after you blend the shake because the speed of the blade of the blender like changes the flaxseed oil because it's so unstable and it actually is rancid and is bad for you. And yeah. you know, but and also keep it in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. and keep, keep it in, it the, in fridge the fridge and don't let sunlight yeah. come. It's what is this like a vampire, right? <laughs> like don't let light hit it. Don't keep it in the dark because it's so unstable. And that's really what the polyunsaturated fats, that's what that's why they're not something you want to have high volumes of because they're a very unstable oil, uh unstable yeah. fat. They can go they rancid. oxidize with heat and heat and oxi- exactly. oxygen. Yeah. And our we bodies actually, are full of heat and oxygen. So yeah. We actually did a, a, an experiment in California. I don't know if you remember this, but we bought all of like the seed and vegetable oils and flax yes. and we took all the bottles and we opened the lids on them all yep. and we left them out to see what would happen. 
and they all oxidize after a while. And the tops of all of them got crusty and hard Mm -hmm. and stinky. Yeah. Yeah. And we were, and we were like, we're done with these. We threw it all in the garbage. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just leaving it. That's not cooking them or anything. That was just leaving them out on the counter. Yeah. I remember that. Oh my God. I forgot about that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So I think that limiting polyunsaturated fats and which were, like you said, the beans, the nuts, um, all the oils that were in soy, so oh, Lots soy, of soy too, right? Yeah. Lots of soy, mm-hmm. um, and then unfortunately, I mean, you are so good at this. I mean, you are like a. I am so impressed. Like I, you send me shopping, and I'm like, I got the good thing, sweetie. Like there's no, but <laughs> you take three. You look at it for like Matt Canola. I'm like, how did I miss it? I I was I thought I got a good one, right? It's everywhere everywhere still to this day even even the um prepared food bar at whole foods which you would think would be the healthy place to stop and run in and grab food they still use canola oil in their prepared food bar out of all places i don't um whole foods if you're listening to this podcast just stop using canola oil why and don't switch to sunflower either come on that's you know that's the other thing i'll see now promoted is like you know oh you know we don't use canola oil we use sunflower instead and it's like that's it's the same you know it's still a polyunsaturated fat yeah and all right so we made these changes as we started to integrate these things Uh, you know again i just I, i just have such fond memories of these moments because i remember how excited we would get when we start to see your temperatures rise you know, when you would go months without, you know, any kind of uh, urinary tract infection, uh, we hadn't been in a, into the emergency room in a while. You know what I mean? Like there was just like this steady increase of just life coming back into you. And and for me, with what was just the aches and pains that I was dealing with, all this steady, steady trend up at the moment that like is seared in my mind is, and I definitely wrote about this moment in the book. Um is when you came back from the OBGYN that day. Oh, yes. And you were, you were, you had, you were crying and I was just like, shoot, you know, like, (laughs) what did they tell her now? You know what I mean? Like, cause you were at, we were at the, on the path of them eventually just removing parts from you. True or false. Yeah. And that was basically where we were headed. Mm-hmm. And I remember you, you were feeling better. Your temperatures were up. Like we were really encouraged. You come back from the, OBGYN to get your, you know, do the test and you, you, I see a tear in your eye and I'm just like, Oh God, like, what did they tell her now? And then you have this big smile on your face and I'm just like, wait, what did they say? They're like, everything is, everything's completely clean, normal. All tests were yeah. negative. All right? the cysts were gone. All the cysts yeah. were gone. Without surgery yeah. or any doing anything, but just changing what I was putting into my body. Yeah. And that was when, you know, it was like, okay. I remember you saying this to me. You're like, all right, Matt, I think we need to start trying to have kids now because who knows how hard this is going to be. Like, you know, because they were basically <laughs> telling you that this is going to be really challenging, right? Yeah. They were, they were saying along the way, like, it can be more challenging to have kids and, you know, all these, all these things, which some of it I realize now is just things to just, I don't know, just cover their butts, you know? Yeah. Yeah, You know, um, but when you're, you know, 19, 20 years old, you don't know anything and you're going into this and they're telling you that, you know, of course you're going to panic. Super encouraging. Yeah. 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 Well, so we did, 
And, um, you know, I couldn't believe how quickly it all happened. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, it happened pretty fast Yeah. when it goes to, you know, conceiving a child. I mean, and, and all of the stars that have to be aligned for that to happen. Right. And I think within the next year you were pregnant. Mm-hmm. And if I, if my math is correct, which means in the next two years, <laughs> we had our first son, Christian, mm-hmm. right. 2008. Yeah. And then, uh, was it six years later, little Emma came. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just a unbelievable, just an unbelievable, like, I don't know how else to say it, but like mountain we climbed together to figure all that out. Um, and to really kind of get it, get, get us to a place where we were able to, you know, conceive a, conceive a child and, and have start a family. Um, yeah, and not feel like shit all the time. Well, there's that too. Yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> that's yeah. also a bonus. Yeah, I Just mean, feeling it was good. really something. And then that honest that then you know, so we we started our family. We then opened up our business together in Los Angeles, um, and that's really kind of where the Nutrition for Life manual and we were teaching a lot of these things to uh, our clients at our clinic in LA and we were remember we even did a certification course with Dodi and we were teaching uh, uh, people these this way of eating and how to you know how to integrate this into your life and um, you know and and that's really where we bumped into kind of this third piece of the puzzle uh, which was just I, I call it the x factor in my book which were people that were just stressed but not that I was stressed at all at that time. I was pretty well, you know, <laughs> even keel. And, you know, I think we are both, you know, pretty, pretty well adjusted then. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there was sure. a, there yeah. was, it's yeah. safe to say there was a lot going on. We were young. We had baby. We had business. Yeah. It was a lot going yeah, and, on at the time. And you were a single mom for a few years there. I think it's safe to say that. Uh, single mom was... working, working from home. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, single mom. Like, well, yeah, that's right. You had a you you had a whole bar business. You had a broth business. You I were getting for certi- clients. Yeah, yeah I was doing right. certifications. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so real quick, like Eve's bars, right? Yeah, we still get our occasional requests. <laughs> you know, this. this is going to get a lot of email sent my way to start making these again. <laughs> Sorry, <by> bringing this up. <laughs> yeah, Eve's bars, man. Those were those were damn good. Right. So right. they were Eve's real food bars. That's right. And we created them because going into the grocery store, especially having a, a young son and trying to find snacks in the store was so frustrating. All the bars at the time, the protein that was in them was soy protein for kids. Yeah. And this yeah. just blew my mind. Yeah. And everything else in it was still canola oil, sunflower oil, like or it was just all nuts and seeds in a bar. Yeah. So I messed around with recipes for a while and came up with Eve's Real Food Bars. And they were a combination of fruit, honey, collagen. Um, and that that was coconut oil. That oh, was really it. And people so loved, loved yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, prices of things skyrocketed. Yeah. So it was hard to keep producing them. Yeah. Because they were all they were all made by hand. Yeah. And and they would if for make it worth it, they'd have to be like fifteen dollars a bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, to get really good ingredients, because I didn't want to compromise the ingredients yeah. on them. It it definitely, you know, and, and we looked into a place, we had somebody try to make them for us. That was a bar company. Yeah. And I don't know what they did. I, I gave them my either. recipe and it just didn't come out the same. I don't know what and they did. 
the ingredients separated and I just, you know, and we had another company actually come and offer to like, I don't know if you remember this. I won't say the name of the company. I'll tell you later because I'll blast them on here. Like, oh, yeah, they wanted to like we could probably start making these. But the company was known for just all of the crap they were using. Oh, yeah, I do. Okay, I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And when Mm -hmm. I looked at I just couldn't align with their philosophy. So the bars went away, but they may come back someday. I actually still have one here in my desk in an envelope that somebody sent me that they saved. It's like a reminder, like, hey, these were good. Please start (laughs) making them. (laughs) There was no note in the envelope, just my bar, like (laughs) reminder. Yeah. So yeah, so we were running your own business out of the house and raising our family. And I was pretty much nowhere to be found for a good. Well, no, you were working. You weren't nowhere to be found. I was, I was working six and a half days a week, stressed out of my mind. And our clinic in in LA. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's really when we started to, well, I'll speak for myself. I really was like, man, well, really, to be honest, it wasn't even about me being stressed. It was, I started to notice that my clients would come in and they'd have aches and pains. And it was just so obvious that the aches and pains they were having were not because of something biomechanical that was going on. Sure. They could eat a little bit better, but who couldn't some people ate relatively well, even by our standards, but they were stressed out of their minds, right? Just, just, just this, this mystical force called stress. And so I, you know, and my background is in psychology and neuroscience. And I was like, all right, I think it's time to really go back into understanding stress a little bit because it's clearly an Im- impacting my clients and their ability to get, get healthy. And oh, by the way, <laughs> inside as note, well. yeah, I'm, I, I am completely stressed out of my mind. Yeah. yeah. Bo- right. Both of us at that point had a lot on, on our plates for sure. And uh, I think we were, we were kind of hitting the line of, we're doing all of this nutritionally now. Like what's the other piece here? A hundred percent. Yeah. It was time to explore this last piece of, you know, what yes. we now call the trilogy of vitality. And, and that's where we really started to dive into the personal development space. Um, and, you know, I dove into uh, a personal development uh, company, <laughs> like all in, I mean, I have a tendency to do this. And um, I got dragged in somewhat. You, 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 you definitely got dragged in. Um, <laughs> you, you, you were very, when, when I, when I said I was going to go all in on this, I mean, I know you were very, you saw some, some yellow flags and some things that you didn't feel great about, but you still supported me. And, and uh, you know, it was, it was a ride, but like, we'll just leave it at that. I mean, I was in there for about eight years um, and you know, it basically took over my life would be one way to put it. Um, and I'm not going to say it didn't have some benefits because I did learn how to um, short in the short term, mitigate some of the, we'll call totally. it anxiety and overwhelm. Right. Yep. Um, but, you know, learned just like the other two spaces of, you know, fitness, rehabilitation and nutrition, that a lot of the the traditional modalities and techniques in these spaces and and the, and the personal development space is no different. What the theme that kept coming up over and over and over again is one: this is never going to lead to vitality from the standpoint of an empowered person who's able to create 
in their own way and live their life on their own two feet. And to me, that's vitality. Like I can go live my life, a, le- a meaningful and fulfilling life. And I have the agency and the empowerment to do that. I didn't see that happening in this, in this particular company. And what I, and, and, and I honestly, most personal development spaces, the things that they're teaching create dependency. Like they, 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 they help you in the short term, just like a pill. Right. But instead of a pill, it's like, do this meditation. Right. And it was a lot of, a lot of turning off your emotions. Right. Like I know it's very common in the personal development space right now that if you, if you can just stop thinking for 90 seconds, any negative quote unquote negative emotion you have will go away. Right. And boy, that was an incredible hack when you have a lot of like anxiety and overwhelm and, and all of these things, it's a great hack, but it, and, and there's also this idea out there of letting go. Oh, just letting go of your insecurity, let go of your anxiety. And, and, and I'm going to tell you, and Eve can vouch for this. I went all in on these techniques. I mean, all 110%, 110%. Okay. (laughs) And 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 I can tell you that what it what happened for me in that process was it created a larger disconnection from myself, and therefore there were starting to create a disconnection between you and I. Towards right? the end, I, for yeah. sure. At the end, it was starting to show up as like, and I know for you for sure, and I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you've shared this with me. Like you're like, I don't know, man. I might be losing Matt here. Oh yeah. I'm not really sure what's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I was very clear that it was, you know, you might still, you might still be on that trajectory, but I was very clear that I was not because it was not getting me to where I wanted to go anymore. And and it wasn't for a lack of you trying. No, definitely not. No, you went, you went, you went all in for you. Yeah. You really (laughs) did. You you even, you know, took on roles there and, and really, um, and I, I just, I, I really, appreciate how much you stood by me and gave it everything and the benefit of the doubt and try to make it work. And, and, you know, I think it, thank God it got to the point where you and, and Josh, for sure, Josh Guerrero, who you might, some of you may have heard me uh, chat with him. You'll hear him on this podcast for sure. Like you guys were, were two people that were like, God, you know what, Matt, you really got to, you got to pay attention to what's happening right here. And, uh, you know, we ended up, we ended up leaving a little over a year ago, the end of 20, 2010, right? 2010, 2020, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what, what, what year am I in? We're in 2022. Thank you, honey. Thank you. This is the part in the relationship where yeah. last year was 2021. Thank, you, honey. Thank, <laughs> <you>. <laughs> Thank goodness we met in the year 2000. That, that always helps to like count the years we've been Thank together. Thank you. That's my cheat. Right. Yeah. Started in 2000. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, it was, it was, it was definitely a rough, rough transition for me. Um, and, and I know in some ways for you, uh, but I think it was more of a relief for you. Oh, <laughs> it was a relief. Yeah. I felt like I could breathe again for the first time in a while. Yeah. And, and again, I mean, I think it, it, I, I like, I, I, I'm grateful for the, for the experience, uh, because, because yeah. I, I really, like I said, I took these ideas that are in the personal development space and I went all the way with them. So I went, I went to the depths you could go there. I mean, all the way. And I, and I've, 
I landed, it's like, okay, well, this is what these things create. This is, this is, this is not, this is, we, we, we shouldn't be doing this. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and I would say similar to our deep dive into the health and fitness and to exactly. nutrition, yep. you know, we took big, big deep dives into what we were being told in those spaces yep. mm-hmm. and then came out of it. Like, all right, a lot of this doesn't make sense. Cause we go all in. Yeah. 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 And, and, but I will say that when you, the deep dive into the psyche, the deep dive into, um, you know, belief structures, framing, um, it's a different game. It's a different game. Um, and I, if one thing I can tell you is just the sacredness of, of working with people in that space and, and how it's not something to mess around with, and it's definitely not something to tinker with, if you're in there for any other reason, but to empower this individual, if, 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 if you're not being empowered through certain modalities and techniques, and if there's any hint of dependency, whether it's take this pill, take this medication, do this technique, come to this program, do this thing. And it's now becomes like this. It's you're basically depending on it to get you through your day, uh, which is no different. Like you said, Eve, Hey, just do this, you know, um, take this medication, uh, whatever eat, eat. I had one lady that was on the gaps diet. You've heard of the gaps diet. I'm sure. Yeah, of course. Like, that was the most restrictive diet I've ever seen in my life. Like she couldn't eat more than three blueberries because it, like, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, if, if it is so controlling your life and if you're not, if you, you are so dependent on executing on X, Y, and Z that like, I would just be mindful of it. Um, and, and it doesn't have to be that way, uh, at all. And I think that's really over this last year when we, again, I'll speak for myself and I found myself again, because I got so far from myself through the deep dive in the personal development space. And not only did I find myself, but I feel like I found you again. Yeah. And, We've had know, a pretty amazing year. Just reconnecting. Really yeah. Reconnecting with the family doing just, you know, it, it really, and like you said, you know, that, that the whole experience, all of our experience, obviously, you know, why we are here, but that, that experience in particular, really, I think is the culmination of what we've wanted to create over the past 22 years, Amen. finally, finally creating it. And that Amen. was the last experience we needed to have. Yeah. I and guess. now we're, we're creating, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> Let's just go with, yeah. As of, go. as of 2022. <laughs> 2021. But it really just put us on the path to start creating what we've always wanted to create together. Um, because we've always have had this idea, you know, this vision of what we wanted to do together, what we wanted to bring to people. And we got a little sidetracked there. Well, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Right. Maybe, like you just said, like maybe that maybe now the time. Yeah, but yeah. You, you know, sometimes you got to go. Maybe people are ready to hear they need more coconut oil and butter now, <laughs> you know? Maybe it wasn't time then. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> getting threatened to be arrested, right? Yeah. Um, but Maybe yeah, they I mean, need I, to hear they don't have to let it go, you know? Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I think it really, I think the journey culminated that started with this idea of like, there's got to be another way. Right. And that question, I just know that was something we would say to each other 
over the like through all these, there's gotta be another way. Like this can't yeah. be the only way. Yeah. And Especially just, when we would hit a wall with something, you know, sure. that would be the question. Yeah. I can remember actually the, the day I threw away those medications when I threw away the Paxil and the Xanax and was mm-hmm. like, there has to be another way to address what is going on here. Amen. I, you know, I didn't know what it was at the time. Was it nutrition? Was it yeah. something going on mentally, emotionally, yeah. whatever it was, but mm-hmm. I just knew that that wasn't the answer. Yeah. And so I think that's something that's always kept us on this forward path is continuing to ask that question. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that's, I think there's a part of the journey that's completed itself. The journey is definitely not over. I mean, the amount of things that we are want to do next and what we want to learn and how we want to explore, it never ends. But I do feel like a part of it has culminated as far as the exploration and deep dive into these three spaces. And uh, that's why, you know, wrote the book. Um, that's why you and I are kind of getting ourselves out there again. You're starting to work with people with nutrition. You've integrated homeopathy, which will be a whole nother thing. We podcast we do is you talking about homeopathy and I am still kind of amazed at the results that you're getting with people. I am in awe really. I'm like, what are you doing over there with these people that literally couldn't eat? You had food allergies for God knows how many years you work with them for six months and they can eat anything. It's like, wow, like what's going on? Like, I'm amazed. So I'm excited to dive into that with you, the combination of the food stuff that that we've talked about, but also how you've integrated homeopathy into a lot of these things Um, and just all the things that that we want to do next. Yeah, Yeah. a lot, a lot. And I was just thinking too that, you know, us always asking the question, there has to be another way. Um, and I was just thinking of Christian, our son, and how we'll never had it have a shortage of questions in our household of why things are the way uh, they yeah. are. Yep. <laughs> because yep. he has definitely taken that on from us. And yeah. he asks so many questions that always keeps us on our toes and that forward thinking. So yeah, amen. Do you know his latest thing? Do you know what he's doing with his phone right now? Did he tell you that? Yeah. This is like days ago. <laughs> but you can share. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, his new thing now is he said to me, he's like, all right. So dad, when I, when I'm learning this or when I'm reading this, like there's, there's words they're using or concepts or they're referencing things that I don't know about. So what I decided to do is I'm going to keep this on my notes on my phone and, and I'm just going to keep asking questions. Well, what do I need? I, I need to learn about that. Or what does this word mean? Or they reference this book. And he, so he's got this running list of questions uh, that are generated from the more he learns. And I just was so, I just, I obviously felt pretty awesome to hear that from my son because, you know, the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. Right. And it actually just rem- reminds me of one of his first questions he asked me. Do you remember one of the first questions he asked me? He must have been four <laughs> or five years old. You'll, you'll, when I tell you, you'll remember. He said to me, Oh, I know. I said, Christian, I said, Christian, you're, you're, you're so good at asking questions. If something doesn't make sense to you, always ask questions. Remember I said that to him? Yeah. Like, just keep asking questions. And so then he looks at me, kind of tilt, you know, that little t- head tilt that they give you. And he goes, Daddy, what's a question? <laughs> And he was poor. I go, I rest my case, buddy. You just keep doing that, you know? That's funny. (laughs) And I think it's interesting that that's what you said to him because that's something that we tell all of our clients too. Don't, don't just listen to what we're saying. Ask questions, you know, do something doesn't make sense. Yeah. Something doesn't make sense. Let me know. 
Yeah. We're know? not doing our job if we aren't articulating to you exactly why we're doing what we're exactly. doing, what we expect, so on and so forth. Amen. Yeah. yeah. Ask me questions, you know, anything at all. Don't, don't just take what I'm saying for mm-hmm. face value. And we're, you know, and, and, understand why we're telling you these things. Exactly. We want you to be empowered. I don't want to have the same people that I'm working with, you know, a year from now. I want them to take this information, empower themselves, and then run with it Amen. and be able to make choices for themselves. Amen. As, as, uh, as Lenny said to me, my first mentor, he said, Matt, the goal, this is the guy, the, the gentleman that really taught me how to think. And he also, you know, was taught me about the human body and evaluating uh, human biomechanics. And he said to me, when we opened our clinics together in LA, he said, Matt, our goal is not to put people on our 401k plan. And I'll never forget that. And it, and then as soon as I heard him said that, I said, man, I'm in the right place here. And because what that means to me is like, we're not here to have to treat these people forever. We want to get them better and get them out of here and empower them. Um, and I have taken that to heart. And Eve obviously are is yeah. right hands there side by side with me in that in that idea. So it's so important. Yeah. I think that in combination with something that Ray Pete said that always rung in with us. Do you know do you know what that is? Um, the thing I, that stood stood out. Oh yeah, go ahead. I do. Yes. Is when he said thing? that when he said that we're, we are supposed to be happy. Oh yeah. We're designed yeah. to be happy. We're yeah. designed to be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Like when the system is doing what it's intended to do, we're, we're biologically wired to be happy and fulfilled. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Awesome. Well, anything else you want to share? The journey or... continues. It's just, just the start really. Amen. And that's really why 22 we years, to but we're just, we're just starting. <laughs> Absolutely. The, the next chapter definitely uh, has begun. And uh, we, we wanted to do this podcast just so you guys, you know, I know we have some people that have been with us for some time, but I know we have some new people joining our, our journey. So we wanted to just let you get to know us a little better, hear about our journey. Um, but we will be doing a lot of different um, podcasts together, Eve and I talking about all kinds of things that I know Eve's really passionate about sharing with you all. And obviously I've got my list too. Uh, so yeah, welcome. If this is the first time you've, you've, you've engaged with us and uh, please uh, join, join our, join the podcast. You can follow it. Um, we've got a blog too at Matthew Labosco and Matt Either one will take you to the same website um, and uh, continue to engage with us and, and stay tuned if, if it's uh if it's December 4th, you're listening to this after December 4th, then the book is out, Health to Vitality. So definitely check that out. And um, we look forward to continuing to uh, engage with, with all of you. So thanks for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Health to Vitality podcast. Uh, make sure to follow us and leave a review on Apple, Spotify, or Google if you're enjoying this content. And if you're interested in finding out more about what Eve and I do in our courses or want to get in touch with us, make sure to visit MatthewLabosco.com or MattNeve.com. And we'll see you next time on the Health to Vitality podcast. Have a great day.